The Pop Goes the Culture podcast is intended for mature audiences. Remember that if you're listening through speakers or with kids in the car. Don't say we didn't warn you. Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, August the 11th. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me this week, I've got... We'll start over here and go around. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, Curtis S. All right, that's it. Hey. <laughs> hey, what's up? How's it going, Joey? Uh, let's see. What have you been up to? It's been a couple weeks since we got ch- together to record. What's up? Man, I saw some movies. And What'd you see? Well... You saw Barbie? <laughs> No, oh. not yet. Although it, it, the more people talk about it, the more, the more I, you want to see I it. I kind of want to see it, right? Um, I let's get the the this one out of the way. I saw Sound of Freedom. I got asked by a friend to come see this with them. Uh huh. So I watched it. And what'd you think? You know, it's. I get what it's trying to do. Right. Raise awareness of this mm-hmm. horrible thing. But it's kind of mediocre. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> the studio that put it out was one of those that relies on. Well, first of all, it was crowdfunded. Yeah. <laughs> and they do a lot of uh, relying on people buying tickets to see their movies, regardless of what they are, just mm-hmm. to support the studio. Right. Which is a talking around it way of saying, yeah, it's, it is kind of what you think it would be. Yeah. I mean, it had its moments. Um, it right. does make you feel bad in some spots, but then at the same time, it kind of glosses over certain things. It's like, oh, you know, we rescued them. Everything's happy. Look at them. They're great now because of Jesus. Yeah. But it's like, no, those kids in real life have like real they, There's real damage, trauma. Yeah. Trauma <laughs> that you're glossing over. And that's, that's part of the movie that I just didn't care for. But um, I will say this. There's an actor in it, Bill Camp. Uh-huh. Dude's amazing. It probably won't happen, but I think he deserves some sort of nomination for really? something. Yeah, he's like he was like the shining grace of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that was worth sitting through. Yeah. yeah. So um saw that. Um then I saw Oppenheimer. Did you see it on IMAX? Or? I saw it on the IMAX. Nice. What'd you think? Um you know what? I was thoroughly impressed. Good. I you know, I didn't I, I kinda missed out on Tenant. I didn't really I don't know. I, like, COVID. <laughs> that and I was just sort that, of like that was uh, the movie they tried to force on us. Like, look, theaters are open. Theaters Everybody's are here. like, not really, no. <laughs> and then there's the the Nolan of it all. It's like, ah, uh, you know, I'm not quite ready for another heady Nolan yeah. movie. But then when I sat and watched it, I was like, wow, this is great. This is cinema. Yeah. Um, the speakers are making the entire theater shake. Uh, shake. <laughs> um, Thought there was really a bomb going off. <laughs> right. I, I watched uh, Mark Bernardin talk about it, and yeah. he said it's the most it's the movie that's made like a thriller that doesn't have thrills and he's completely right because yeah. it does kind of play like oh man what's going on next what's going on next and um yeah and it was good to see like all those people in the movie that a couple of them i hadn't seen in years like yeah. josh hartnett yeah when he came on screen I was like who's this slightly more mature chris hemsworth i was like oh that's josh hartnett i've well, seen this cat before i can't remember who he is yeah yeah it was great and everyone in it just a plus even down to like the smallest of parts like scott grimes is basically a glorified extra in the movie and he has like three lines but he sells them well yeah so yeah it was good robert downey jr i hope he gets a nomination so right on did you get to see it not yet no no okay well i will see it on the smallest screen possible <laughs> i'll watch it on my phone <laughs> I'm, yeah i mean i'm having a hard time getting to a movie theater like uh, with the prices of stuff and everything it's like what's gonna actually bring me and 
because if I go see a movie, I have to take at least my wife, if not my wife and three kids. So it's like, that's a lot of money to throw down. <laughs> I didn't have to take anybody when I went that's to good. Oppenheimer. So yeah. <laughs> it was expensive. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Josh Blue. Uh, if you know who Josh Blue is, the comedian, he's no. got cerebral palsy. Okay. And that's part of his act. Right. He makes no bones about it when he gets up on stage. He's like, how many of you know who I am? How many of you don't? How many of you that didn't know who I was are looking at your friends like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, no, he's a funny guy. Yeah, really nice dude. And, um, you know, even though he's got palsy, dude has a soccer ball. And we played soccer in the blue room for like 30 minutes. And he's good. <laughs> nice. He's like showing off, kicking the ball, yeah. you know, keeping it on the keeping on his, le- or his feet or whatever. Um, he couldn't take, he, you know, he's got some weed stuff and he couldn't take any of his gummies with him. So on an airplane. Oh, on the, well, so he, uh, gave me one. It's like, <laughs> just I, saying it. you can do that. <laughs> gave me an you know what you're doing. Container of gummies. I was like, yeah, thanks. It's like, I don't really take these, but yeah, I'll take them from you. Yeah. But nice guy. Um, happy Halloween is a film that I've been working on mm-hmm. for like the last year. It's having its premiere here at the Alamo Draft House on October 20th, and we're all oh, pretty nice. excited for that. Yeah, that's the perfect time to premiere it. Yeah. It's yeah. always weird to me whenever they have, like, like for example, Disney's Haunted Mansion coming out in August. Mm. It's like, could you not have, like, pushed that till the end of September? Right. And then that way you could have had that filtered through into Halloween season, but... They're just trying to get money. Yeah, the, any way work. they can. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah. And uh, there will be a uh, Aging Predators trailer Ooh, premiering. It's Asian little, Predators. Asian Predators, little movie Joey and I are in. Yep. So. For a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, not literally a minute. It's less than that. Yeah, yeah. Standing next to the Chili Peppers with socks. Yes. <laughs> yes. That poster. Uh, so, cool. So you've been up to some stuff. You brought some stuff. We'll get to it here in a minute. We're gonna. Right. This is going to be an interactive uh, multimedia event because we're going to have videos and photos as well since it's just the two of us. We're going to have some fun. Uh, did the Comic Con last weekend, Oklahoma Comic Con. So the thing going into it was with the strike, people can't talk about struck work, which right. means work that they've done for studios that they're striking against. So like your anime voice actor type people, I mean, they're not striking against Crunchyroll, Funimation, those type of companies. So they could talk about just about anything. Right. And same with like some people that are like video games and stuff. But your celebrities that are mostly known for like television and film, they can't talk about the stuff that is the reason why they're there. So it's kind of weird, kind of a kind of awkward. How personal did you guys get? Well, it was less <laughs> than that. So the first, so not the first panel we did on Saturday, which was the first day of the con, but early in the day Saturday, we had an actor who's known for mostly for television and film, and so we were talking beforehand. It's like. What do we talk about up there? <laughs> it's like, well, I've got some basic stuff, and we'll kind of figure it out from there. So we got up there, and the way we handled it was instead of having a microphone for the crowd to ask questions, we put up the our the Pop Goes the Culture hotline number at the top of like the screen, you know, the projector screens on either side, and said, if you have questions, text them to that number. So I'm sitting there on my phone as we're talking, and I, you know, like preface it like I'm not checking email i'm not booking a flight <laughs> out of here i'm reading your questions and so if we saw some that were like okay there's a lot of questions about this how can we talk about that without talking about that, that without saying a name or whatever um so we did that and then <laughs> for whatever reason people in tulsa decided to just get goofy with it 
like just asking some of the weirdest stuff. And that was the most fun. <laughs> when that actor left the stage afterwards, we were backstage, he's like, that was probably more fun than doing a real Q&A <laughs> because, because the folks in the audience kind of went off the rails with it. And they just... And so that was like set the tone for the rest of the weekend. So the rest of the day Saturday and all day Sunday, no matter who the guest was, how big they were or how small they were, they got a couple of questions every time that was just like everybody, you know, somebody in the audience took it upon themselves to, to go ahead and text that question. And what's so, cocaine like? No, well, not that one so much. <laughs> uh, the one, one of them was, uh, do you prefer your ketchup uh, room temperature or cold? Cold. See, I'm a room temperature guy. <laughs> But that question got asked just about every panel. And then the one we ended with every time, because somebody texted in every time, because they were having fun asking, doing this thing, was uh, pancakes or waffles. And before we'd let the guest, the celebrity guest, answer it, we would make them close their eyes and we'd pull the room. You know, if you're a pancake, raise your hand. If you're waffles, raise your hand. Um, and then we would let the celebrity pick, pick theirs and then yeah. see where they fell in the group. But for whatever reason, man, that got asked every time. There's... A, a period of time on Sunday where we were hitting pop tarts pretty hard. Oh, <laughs> that, got, wow. that got asked a lot. Just weird <laughs> stuff, but everybody seemed to have a pretty good time. That's so, good. in a weird situation where it's weird for the celebrities because they can't talk about why they're here, weird for the host because we can't ask them about that, and weird for the crowd because it's like, I guess we can't ask that. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, so we, we made the best of a bad situation. Everybody had a good time. Um, like Which, for example, <laughs> one one of our first guests that I was talking about was uh, Ross Marquand, who's in The Walking Dead. He right. took over as Red Skull in the Avengers of yeah. Infinity War and Endgame. So somebody would text in a question, and it would be like, hypothetically speaking, if you were in an apocalypse, and hypothetically speaking, it was a zombie apocalypse, and hypothetically speaking, <laughs> you lost a limb. <laughs> which he does in the show, yeah. you know, what would you replace that limb with? What sort of a prosthetic would you get? And so I think his answer was like egg beaters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just being as goofy as as we could. And, and we had a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, making the best of a weird situation. Yeah, that sounds around. like fun. It was fun because which, we got to get pretty squirrely with things. So, Which do you prefer, waffles or pancakes? Um, <laughs> right now, I can't eat either oh, <laughs> because of food oh, allergies. So right, never mind. If I were, back when I was eating those things and feeling terrible afterwards it would have been waffles i like the waffles they're crispier yeah. they got places for the butter and syrup to sit you know mm -hmm. it doesn't just all run off the side like a pancake will or it doesn't like sponge it up right because even when a pancake soaks up butter and syrup it still is like dry you know what i mean like yeah it's yeah, not like you it. can bite into or you can cut it and see that syrup kind of come out of it it's like you cut it and it's just like soggy <laughs> but with a waffle, that shit's right there on top. You can see what you got going on. How about you? What are you, pancake or waffle? Um, it depends on my mood a lot of times. Really? Like, I just sometimes I'm like, I want a, a stack of waffles or I want a stack of pancakes. Or sometimes I'm just like, screw it. I want French toast. <laughs> right. Which, again, can't eat that. That's, that's the worst. Of the three, that's the worst one for me. So, right. With all the egg allergies and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so what do you got here? Let's talk about what we got, and we're going to do a little little photo and video as we get into this. What okay. do you have here? Um, we'll do that one last. So, okay. I'm a really big fan of a certain movie, obviously. Um, <laughs> Which one? <laughs> um, it's called The 13th Warrior. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I brought the. I wasn't planning on bringing this. It was kind of just something I got for myself, but since it's just us two, I figured, what the heck. Um Kenny would appreciate this. Oh, I know yeah. that for sure. So I was online looking for some maybe possible Blu-rays of the movie, which don't exist <laughs> yeah, yeah. in America. Yeah. And I came across some like press release photos and stuff for the movie when it came out. Nice. 
this one's got um, Antonio, Antonio Banderas, and I cannot remember the main Viking's name here, but uh, yeah, I don't the, remember the actor. <laughs> uh, Bullvi. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's got a little caption under it about how it's based on the Eaters of the Dead novel and whatnot. Uh, so there's one. That's pretty cool. And let's see. And we'll post photos of these. We'll post photos. Here. On the social medias. So make sure you follow us on all those. I should have opened this before. <laughs> I don't have my pocket knife on me, so we can't open the cut Sound, the tapes on stuff. Sounds like Christmas right now. It is. It's kind of Christmassy. Oh, there we go. eBay bag. And all of these were like... You know, it's not a that popular of a movie, right? Really, but so these are the things that you like. So. These are things that I like, and they weren't really all that expensive either, <laughs> right? And here we got more uh, press steel. Oh, nice, yeah. And this one's got a group shot of the at least twelve of them, <laughs> and then not we, the thirteenth warrior though. Yeah, I don't see Antonio in there. Uh, um, <laughs> he's, I'm missing him. I don't see him. Oh wait, is this him? Yeah, that's there him. Yeah, okay. he's the he's the one yeah. dressed as an Arab. Yep. Which he's not. <laughs> Which is, we won't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he says uh, the part of Spain he's from had a lot of uh, Arabics living there. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. There's strips of it that do, but he's, he's not. He's not. <laughs> so. um, and then we got Omar Sharif and him, yep. and we've got uh, Dennis, I cannot remember his last name, is Herger and Bullvine. We got, yeah, it's cool little stuff here. Um, there's three photos there. Nice. We'll take, we'll take a picture of that. And yeah. then... This one here is actually my favorite. It's a pamphlet that they released. Is it Japanese? It's Japanese, so I can't read any right. of it. That's cool, though. But, you know, it's cool stuff that they do overseas that they never do here in America, yeah. it seems like. And it's got all these words in it that, that no one here can read. I may have to find a Japanese friend to help me out. Yeah. You know, it's got and it's got a lot of photos from the movie. Some it of does. it some of it looks like it's from, you know, takes that I've weren't in the movie, like mm -hmm. this shot yeah. of Omar Sharif here. And some stuff at the battles. Close up of Antonio Banderas and his uh, with the sword in front of him here. So yeah. Oh, that's in English back here. <laughs> that's weird that, that yeah. everything else is in uh, Japanese, Japanese, but then on every the, once in a while there's some English. In the back, it's like the author of Jurassic Park. And then this one. This one I don't know why I bought. Okay. <laughs> But was I it late it. at night? <laughs> yeah, and it's just like it's I not have off QVC, so that's good. I have no way to watch it. Okay, it's a thirty-five millimeter scope print of the Thirteenth Warrior trailer. Really? Yeah. So if anyone has a thirty-five millimeter <laughs> yeah. uh, camera or projector with a scope lens. Maybe I could view it one day. <laughs> Maybe someday <laughs> you'll get the chance to see it. But, but as a collector item, though, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like I said, we'll get shots of all that. You guys can check those out on Facebook, the Twitter, all the social media stuff. We're also going to do a video because I found it. I found the hidden dragon. You After did. After months of looking, we finally have Lucky Charms hidden dragon cereal. Where was it? At the cereal aisle at uh, one of the... Springfield area Walmarts, but wow. I can't remember which one because I've hit a few of them. But this, they had boxes of them, and actually they had, they had like the big boxes of them at Sam's. And I was like, I don't want a big ass box. I want right. a, you know. But I I found this one, so that's all right. So what we'll do? Do you have your phone on you? I'll yeah. let you shoot some video since you're the videographer. What we're gonna do is we're gonna pour the cereal into a couple of bowls here. We got two bowls, two spoons. Let me get this opened up here. Again, I should have opened this beforehand. All right, here we go. 
So I'm going to dump a little cereal. And I guess the what what do we say the the trick was that the marshmallows which are fairly vague <laughs> shaped and colored like there's some multicolored marshmallows here that look like absolutely nothing. And they're supposed to And then what? there's the regular ones like the rainbows and all that stuff. But they're supposed to when we add the milk turn into something cool, I guess. So I'm going to kind of put some up here on the top of our bowl so we can see them. Then we've got I don't I it's hard to tell which ones are supposed to be something <laughs> which ones right. are just generic. All right, so let's crack open our milk and pour some and then we can taste test it, but the main thing I think is the visual of this. So we'll pour a little milk on here and then we'll go get some paper towels afterwards because I'm spilling it all over the place. All right. So how long is this supposed to take? I don't know. Like I'm going to really submerge them here in our with a get clear plastic spoon so we should be able to see what's going on. If something were to go on, wow! Uh, so thus far, thus far nothing, nothing's happened. Well, okay, well. let's see. Hidden dragon reveals in milk. Yeah, this is the food technology that that whoever General Mills says we're not ready for as a people. See, that's a regular. That's like a, a four leaf clover mushroom. Yeah, it's not even a four leaf clover. It has a four leaf clover like printed on it. But that's not a real thing. Yeah. All right. And this might be one. It's kind of the yellow, orange, swirled marshmallow that I'm waiting for it to turn into something. It's like watching paint dry. Wow. This is. So I'm going to leave this sitting here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Throughout. We'll see if uh, by the time we're done here, anything actually happens. You don't have to video the whole thing. Okay. If the, if something cool happens, we'll come back with another video. Do you want to try some? Yeah, I'll try a little Give bit. that a try. See if it tastes any different than a Lucky Charms would normally taste. And we'll use mine as the control here, as the uh, watching for the the, mush the marshmallows to do something. The marsh mushrooms. I almost said <laughs> mushrooms, yeah. It's been that kind of day. Mm. Tastes just like Lucky Charms? Well. <laughs> no, no hidden dragon flavor or anything? Nothing special? Just... Just regular ass Lucky Charm. So, thus far, after a couple of minutes, uh, <laughs> we have nothing happening as far as the marshmallows. Were they are they supposed to change a color? They're supposed to be like like a nothing burger, which they are. And then when you add the milk, they're supposed to reveal like hidden designs and stuff. But so far, they haven't done anything. Like, that's not a hidden design. That's the same thing that the marshmallow looked like when I put it in there. Yeah. I'm going to agitate this a little bit. <laughs> Give it a little stir, see if that helps. Like, pretend like it's being eaten or something. This yeah. is some technology. So far, their food technology is pretty friggin' poor. Yeah, General Mills. I'm I'm not seeing what the big fuss was. Why we, Why we made this a special thing. So if you like Lucky Charms, it's just a box of Lucky Charms. If you're looking for something magical to happen, because that's what they told us would happen, this magical food technology, you're going to be waiting a while. Like I said, we'll come back to that and see what happens by the end of the show. Let's get into this thing. we got a good episode for you. It'll be a shorty today, I think, with us here, just the two of us. Let's start by taking a look at the top five at the box office from last weekend. First up, Barbie held the top spot for the third weekend in a row Officially, it has crossed the $1 billion with a B dollar mark at the box office without a lot of competition coming up in the next couple, few weeks because it is August. 
There's no telling <laughs> which film will eventually take the top spot from Barbie. Looking right. at the schedule, it's like I don't I don't know who's going to beat Barbie. Who what, what came out this week? This week we have uh well we'll talk about it. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh last week the Meg 2, The Trench opened in second place. Good for them, I uh, guess. Okay, it was that movie. Yeah, didn't do much. <laughs> Oppenheimer dropped one spot to number three. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem opened in fourth place. And Haunted Mansion rounded out the top five. Other stories that caught our attention from the past week. First up, director William Friedkin passed away at the age of 87 this week. Yeah. Probably best known for The Exorcist, but he played in a lot of other realms. Uh, he won the Oscar for The Exorcist. And it was the first time a horror movie was nominated, nominated for Best Picture. Uh, he also directed The French Connection with Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, and Sorcerer, which is underseen. But God, that's a tense movie. You talked about a movie that was a, like a thriller with no thrills. <laughs> Sorcerer is a tense movie <laughs> with no real tension. I mean, yeah, they're, they're driving and stuff, but you know what's going to happen, you know? So, I don't know. Anyhow... 87 years old, directed a ton of influential films, particularly in the 70s. Yeah. Um, passing away this week at age of 87. Lin-Manuel Miranda is adapting the 1965 novel, The Warriors, yeah. which inspired the 1979 <laughs> cult classic film. He's doing this for the stage, continuing his interest in showing various parts of New York throughout history, both fictional and real. Uh, he did Hamilton, which was historic, In the Heights, and now he's moving on to a dystopian New York City full of warring gangs. That'd we'll be interesting see to see it. I don't know. <laughs> he's, uh, what what music do you write for that movie? <laughs> Just I'm sure there's going <laughs> to be mean, a there song. will be some, but or not movie, be, but I'm sorry, play. But yeah, there's going to be a song called "Come Out and Play." I'm sure there better be. Yeah, if there there's be. not, <laughs> if that doesn't get dropped somewhere in the movie, it's like I know that film, was play, like an ad lib, but still, that's like one of the most iconic things. That is from the that. most iconic thing. Yeah. That and "Can You Dig It" are like the two, <laughs> like between those two, that's the whole movie. That's if you see, catch those two clips online, you're like, yeah, I'm done. I'm good. I've seen the movie. <laughs> I'm sure the costumes will be fantastic, though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool sort to of, see that. Sort of like this retro kind of... The throwback kind of thing. Stuff yeah. that I've been doing on my days off where I just like, I'm going to put a headband on and wear yeah. this ratty t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> He's a warrior. <laughs> He's not one of the warriors. He's one of the other rival games. <laughs> uh, Marvel's visual effects crews have voted to unionize. Everybody's unionizing right now. According to Vulture... A supermajority of more than 50 on-set employees petitioned to be represented by IATSE, which is the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, with the National Labor Relations Board. This petition asks for an election representation, with workers asking for the election to be held as early as August the 21st of this year. This move is the first time that visual effects professionals have come together to demand the same rights, protections, and professional oversight that other segments of the entertainment industry have via union representation. IATSE represents more than 170,000 artisans, technicians, stagehand, craftspeople, and more in television, film, and theater across the U.S. and Canada. Of course, this comes as more and more we hear about how Marvel absolutely kills <laughs> their visual effects people, makes them work long hours, increasingly worse conditions Not very for, much pay. for terrible pay and benefits. So... Yeah, at some point, it feels like let's just shut everything down and start from scratch. Like, let's figure out what we got to do to actually pay the people who make this stuff and give less to the CEOs who just sit in an office 
counting their money, like right. Scrooge McDuck swimming in the pool of gold coins or whatever. <laughs> Disney has reportedly formed a task force to look into its usage of artificial intelligence in upcoming projects across the company, which is scary and ugly. This was first reported by Reuters. It is the task force was formed prior to this year's Hollywood strikes. Reuters has said it's heard of the task force from three separate sources and is confirmed by nearly a dozen new job openings on Disney's company portal, looking for those with experience in artificial intelligence or the corporate word machine learning. Uh, the job listings are open in virtually all facets of Disney's work from film studios, parks, advertising, and more. They just don't want to pay people. This comes while actors are striking because they don't want to be scanned and let and their likeness be used right. in infinity by these companies. <laughs> uh, it's just an ugly, ugly situation. I was uh, you know, reading about some of this, and I was like, you know, this was a Michael Crichton movie once, I think. It's called <laughs> Looker. Yeah. They would scan people, and uh, with their like, oh, we're going to pay you for the rest of your life for your scan, but then they just murdered the model, so they yeah. didn't have to pay them afterwards. Yeah. And then they just plug the... Yeah, and they still have their likeness. The digital version, yeah. 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 We're not quite there yet. No, but <laughs> we're getting closer. <laughs> and then it, I don't I, I don't have this written down, but Disney's also increasing the cost of its Disney Plus and Hulu subscriptions just because they can. Right. <laughs> it's just it's d kind of disgusting. Like none of that money's going to the people who make the stuff. They're right. just increasing the cost so that shareholders and people like the CEOs get more bonuses and more money. Mm -hmm. And then your writers, your actors, your technicians that, you know, visual effects artists that build this stuff just get the shaft. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it does. In its first major announcement since Taco John's officially released its trademark on Taco Tuesday, Taco Bell is celebrating in a big way. The company revealed it is giving away free tacos beginning next Tuesday, August the 15th, every Taco Tuesday. So every Taco Bell location will gift Taco Fiends a free Doritos Locos Taco every Tuesday through Tuesday, September the 5th. And then a new promotion launches the following Tuesday on September the 12th, but they haven't told us what that is yet. Is it a buy one, get one? or They say it's a free taco. Just a free taco? That's the word. Okay. We'll find out soon. I'll we'll hit find out up. next Tuesday. Hit them up and report back. Yeah. Now yeah. you had to buy some shit. <laughs> and tis the season. Starbucks pumpkin spice menu is set to return Thursday, August the 24th and run through November the 1st. This is the 20th anniversary of pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice fall menu at Starbucks. 7-Eleven released their pumpkin spice menu on August the 1st. And Krispy Kreme started serving their fall menu this week with two new Krispy Kreme offerings the Pumpkin Spice Cheesecake Swirl Donut, which sounds really good. It does, actually. And the Pumpkin Spice ma Maple Pecan Donut. That sounds okay. It sounds okay. The, the cheesecake, cheesecake one sounds really good. Yeah, I love cheesecake. So. <laughs> Next time we get together to record, we may be swinging <laughs> by because we have a Krispy Kreme right over there. Yeah, we do. That might be our taste test for next time. You saw a story this week you wanted to talk about. Uh, hit us up with uh, some Ridley Scott news. Oh, okay. I think this was the other Curtis, but I'll take it. Okay, well, you can take it. I thought it was you. He didn't put up which Curtis it was. But uh, this, is, this is right up your alley. Though, oh, no, you're no, bigger. you're right. It was me. I think I, so. That's why I saw it. I was like, I think that's Curtis. I was in Jeff City yesterday. I didn't you get, forgot back, everything. I didn't get back till 3 this morning. That's all right. I'm tired. Yeah, uh, so Ridley Scott wishes he hadn't been forced to choose between Alien Covenant and Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> I wish he hadn't <laughs> chosen to do either. <laughs> uh, he shouldn't have, been, uh, shouldn't have had to make that decision, but he had to. 
The implications were there, uh, in case it wasn't clear before, is that Fox made Scott choose between the two projects, and he chose Covenant. But he also told Empire that he should have done Blade Runner 2 as well, which... So it sounds like they had both movies ready to go, and yeah. the studio was like, we're moving. You just need to pick one, because... We're going forward with or without you. Yeah. Well, I've seen both of them. Yeah. 2049 is the better movie of, of the, the two. two. Oh, yeah. yeah. Clearly. Um, but not a good movie. <laughs> no. I don't know how much it would have benefited from Scott directing as opposed to Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. I don't know what changes were made. Like if the script was the same between the two films that we got, like a Ridley Scott script versus a you know Denis Villeneuve script. Yeah. I, I yeah. I don't know what would have carried over or what I don't know either what cha- what choices and changes were made on set I know that just based on the original Blade Runner I would have preferred to see more of that style right than what we got I mean I like the visuals of the more, new one yeah, but a little more stylized a little yeah, crisper a little more you know, it's not yeah. as, it didn't feel as gritty yeah it didn't feel it as gritty in. and yeah. I don't know I just I like the the dark noir grittiness that yeah. that one had and this one, you know, they kind of cleaned it up a little bit. Yeah, which, I mean, maybe there was some thought that, oh, modern audiences won't like that. But, no, that's that's the film that everybody loved was that dark, gritty, yeah. like it lived-in kind of feel. So, I don't know. We'll yeah. never know. We'll never know. Maybe there's another multiverse, or maybe there is a multiverse. And <laughs> Where Scott there's did a version of it. And Denny Villeneuve directed the other one and... Somehow they were better films. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see the multiverse where neither of them got made. <laughs> and we just keep moving forward without either one. <laughs> well, let us know what you think of the top stories each and every week. If we use your comments and suggestions, we'll give you a shout-out in an upcoming episode. You can hit us up on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, X. We almost said Twitter. It's not Twitter anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I get so, all these messages. On X. X. I was like, oh, it's not a porn site, I swear. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's what it's turned into, it, it so it is. might as well be. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. Post your comments, tag us in news stories there, or call or text us on the hotline at 417-986-7842. Leave a message with your comments, ask questions, tell us your favorite joke. We don't care, whatever. We just might read your text or play your recorded message in the next episode. That hotline's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We had, uh, since we were using the text, the hotline number to text us your questions to, we were going back and counting them. We didn't manually count them. <laughs> we aggregated numbers. Uh, but we had uh, just under 2,000 text messages last weekend oh, wow. on Saturday and Sunday. So we got a lot of folks. Your pocket was busy. My pocket was buzzing. So thanks, <laughs> Tulsa. <laughs> for a good time last weekend. If you're listening to this, you can still send some questions. Yeah, hit us up, 417 986 7842. May not be for guests. It might just be for us. Right. I wonder how many people are going to start texting that the next convention because we'll still be using it. So people from Tulsa will be like, oh, I'll just send a text message to this. Yeah. Who knows? On this date in entertainment and pop culture, August the 11th, 1964, A Hard Day's Night, the musical film by The Beatles, was released in theaters in the United States. Seen it. And then one year later, on this date in 1965, the musical film Help by the Beatles was released in the U.S. Seen it. And then one year <laughs> later, on August the 11th, 1966, the Beatles arrived in Chicago to kick off their third and final U.S. tour. I was At, not there. I was not there for that. Either. <laughs> and then one year later on this date, on August the 11th, 1967, the Beatles launched their Apple Records music label. 
I was there for that one. The Beatles liked August the 11th for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't either. Huh. August the 11th, 1973, American Graffiti opened in the U.S. Seen it. <laughs> August the 11th, yeah, sure you have. August the 11th, 1979, Led Zeppelin performed for their final time with the original four members for over 200,000 fans. That's a lot in of people. That's a, I, I'm guessing it was an outdoor. I hope it was outdoor. Yeah, if it was indoor, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> They're still trying to get the stink out of 2,000 fans. <laughs> August the 11th, 1991, Nickelodeon aired the first episodes of Doug, Rugrats, and Ren and Stimpy. Nickelodeon really took off with that 90s animation stuff. Yeah, they did. On this date in 91. Uh, trivia that makes you feel old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to ask a trivia question. No. That's my Jeopardy answer. There you go. <laughs> question. What is trivia that makes me feel like an old person? And then August the 11th, 2009, the album Need You Now by Lady Antebellum was released. It went on to win Billboard's Album of the Year in 2009. Bunch of birthdays today. Actors Ian McDermott, who was the emperor in uh, Star Wars. Yes. I think I liked him better as the butler in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, that, that was him. That was him. Oh, okay. That's... Because Frank Oz directed it. And oh, so they okay. spent yeah, yeah. some time together with the Star Wars stuff. Nice. Uh, Will Friedel from Boy Meets World, Chris Hemsworth, and actress and EGOT winner Viola Davis, and professional wrestler Terry Bollea. Do you know who that is? Nope. That is Hulk Hogan. Oh. They are all celebrating their birthdays today. Hulk Hogan sounds a lot meaner than Terry Bollea. <clears throat> yeah, it does. <laughs> happy birthday, brother. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> if you see him out and about, be sure and stop and tell those folks happy birthday from us here at Pop Goes the Culture. Or if you're listening, Will Friedel. <laughs> or Chris Hemsworth or whoever else. Go Hulk, up Hulk Hogan. To Hulk Hogan and say happy birthday, Terry, and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> He'll put you down on the map, brother. <laughs> Do the leg drop on you, brother. <laughs> happy birthday to everybody celebrating. We're gonna take a quick break when we come back. We're gonna check on our lucky charms and we're gonna give out our top three songs from movie soundtracks where the songs were way better way than better the movie than the itself. Movie. And we're actually gonna Ask our audience to help us with that. More information about that here in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hello, friends. My name is Jason A. Meiske. I'm a thriller author and the host of the Sample Chapter podcast. I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I introduce you to authors from all over the world. Together we have a nice little chat before the guest author reads a sample chapter from one of their books. There's been sci-fi, westerns, romance, horror, thrillers, and even the weird. There's names you don't know and for sure several that you do. And with over 100 episodes so far, you're sure to find a new favorite book. So come on over and join us every Tuesday on the Sample Chapter Podcast. Okay, everybody, come outside. Everybody ready for a wild, wet ride? Slip, slip and slide. You can put it on your lawn. Turn the water on, then you run, run, run. And you're sliding on your top. Slip, slip and slide. Slip. It's a lot of fun to play when the spray goes all the way. Slip, slip, and slide. Slip and slide comes with plastic slide and fasteners from Whammo. 
Thanks to Jason with the Sample Chapter Podcast and Slip and Slide for sponsoring this week's episode. Not a whole lot of time left to slip and slide. Nope. So you need to get out there and soak it up this summer. Speaking of summer, we are well into the month of August, and this is not typically a month where movies get released that are worth going to the theater to watch. <laughs> Just call it what it is, right? <laughs> August is kind of the dumping ground where it's like, eh, we'll take a loss on this one. Just right. go ahead and throw it out there. We'll do, do right off. There, uh, there are... I mean, you know, we're it's weird because we're not in summer blockbuster season, but we're still in summer. We're not quite in the spooky season where the Halloween movies come out. Um, and we've had a few kind of cult classics like Malignant a couple of years ago, Barbarian, I think last year or the year before. Yeah, so yeah. there are some weird films that can kind of catch fire in the month of August. But for the most part, August is a rough month. And knowing that, your suggestion for this was to uh, pick the songs where th- the song that's in the film is a hell of a lot better than the any part of the film itself, yes. So here's how we'll do it. We'll just go back and forth. We'll start with you, and then we'll go to me. We'll each give one pick, um, and then once we've each given our three, we'll go from there, and we'll talk about how the folks listening uh, can help us build our mixtape, our Spotify playlist for this month. So go ahead and give us your first one. What are you going to go with? My first one is Baby It's You by a group called Smith, or just Smith. Mm-hmm. It's from the movie Death Proof. The Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino's infamous double feature with uh, Robert uh, Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, that actually, that entire soundtrack mm-hmm. is just—it's probably one of his best. It's kind Tarantino of does a good job with soundtracks. He does. Um, his choices in filming can be questionable at times. Yeah, but you can't question the soundtracks. I, I, you know, I when I saw the movie, I remember the soundtrack sticking out. I don't remember much of the movie sticking out for me. Yeah. But as I've gotten older, I do appreciate the movie more. But that soundtrack is still just sort of like way better than the movie itself. Oh, and yeah. that song, Baby It's You, is definitely like, I don't know, if you just listen to it, the, uh, the Beatles did a cover of it back in the 60s. Yeah. And their version's pretty good. But I, I don't know. I prefer what they did because it's just so, I don't know, unique and soulful and great. So. I think the song from that film that I like the best is uh, I think it's The Coasters. The Coasters. Down in Mexico. Down in Mexico. That one. That whole scene is fantastic and the song itself is good <laughs> even by itself. I almost picked that one but it's only in one version of the movie. Yeah. So. The <laughs> one where you get the, the <laughs> not cut in the in the film or whatever. Yeah. That, that's the thing uh, about Death Proof is that Tarantino I think intentionally kind of screwed himself because the theatrical cut is okay. The longer cut is way too long but if you take that just lap, a few of those little things that little scene in particular and put yeah. it in a theatrical cut i think it's a better movie i do too that's <laughs> the best part of the movie absolutely uh so i had a couple then i changed a few things up i'm gonna go with uh the song uninvited by alanis morissette from the movie city of angels oh, absolute okay. snooze fest yeah with nick cage and meg ryan but the song itself is really pretty good it's kind of played all in minor keys it's kind yeah. of got a you know, little discordant sound. And there are other songs in that soundtrack, like Iris from the Goo Goo Dolls is in that one. Um, so there's some good stuff there. But boy, that movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> was not, not a, I don't it's know. Such a, and then the end of it, <laughs> it's just it's just so bad. It's, it's such a bad movie. I, you know, I try to convince myself it's probably the best of the sequels, but I don't think that's true. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I no, you're talking about The Crow, City of Angels. Yeah. I'm going with just oh, the movie, you're City just going of Angels, with just City which is of even Angels. worse than The Crow, City okay. of Angels. Because you had The yeah, Crow. Yeah, I, I had okay. to change it up. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, We'll talk about that later. But yeah. All right. <laughs> so that is my first pick, Uninvited from City of Angels. All right. Ugh. Rough, rough movie. Good song. Rough movie. 
Uh, my this second, one I was going to pick if you hadn't. What, uh, In Time? Yes. Yeah, by Mark Colley. Oh, it's a great song. Yeah, I it's great. That. Nobody knows who Mark Colley is. No, and, not at all. Unless you grew <laughs> up in the early 90s and were listening to country. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that movie, um, I again, I like The Punisher. Right. That movie, um, it definitely has its flaws. I don't know. There's some of it <laughs> that <think>? definitely <laughs> hasn't aged well when I go no. back and rewatch it lately, but that yeah. song is amazing. That song's fantastic. And then just pulling out the guitar in the diner. <laughs> and he just plays starts it. playing. It has just no work done. I know no print. That just starts playing and singing about how he's just going to kill this guy. Fantastic. I yeah. love that one. Uh, for my second pick, I'm going to go with, and this movie is bad. It's not the worst right. portrayal of Bruce Wayne on film. It's actually probably the one of the better portrayals of Bruce Wayne on film. Yeah, but anything related to the Batman or the villains is actually is where the movie like falls off a cliff unintentionally. <laughs> I'm going with "Kiss from a Rose" by Seal yeah, from the are. movie Batman Forever. <laughs> that's a that's a good pick. It, I, I, you know, I had thought that song about it was too. so much better than that movie. It, it was. There's a lot of songs on that soundtrack that are better that are so than much movie. better than that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's how it is with a lot of these. It's like, man, you could pick two or three songs for some of the soundtracks on these. But yeah, that's one. That, I mean, the song's so much better. Even the video, it's like, why can't you just use the video as the movie? Right. Because the movie's not worth watching. <laughs> Except for Nicole Kidman. There's no, And Val Kilmer as Bruce Wayne. There is nothing else good about it. I know some people are like, oh, we love Jim Carrey. Not a good Jim Carrey performance. Yeah. We love Tommy Lee Jones. He gets crazy. Yeah, but he was even better as a crazy guy in like Under Siege. So this right. is not the best Tommy Lee Jones either. No. Don't care for the movie. Absolutely love that song. Though. Are, are you curious about the Schumacher version mm, of it? Not really, no. because I feel like, and I'll probably get backlash for this, I feel like it's just going to be like another Justice League thing where everybody's like, there's a better version out there. And it's really just four hours of not anything better than what you got, just more of the crap you didn't like the first time. Right. So, I yeah, I'm not interested in the Schumacher cut. How about you? Uh, I am a little bit. Just to see what's just different. Just because I grew up on the movie. And right, you know, I knew when I was a kid, like I loved it, but I kind of knew that it's like, well, this isn't, this isn't Michael. <laughs> this Keaton. isn't good at all. This isn't Tim Burton. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> a little too neon for that. Yeah, not yeah. a lot of neon in the Tim Burton Batman films. No, it's definitely a different universe. Yeah. All right, uh, what are you going for your third pick? My last one. This one might be controversial because this movie, just because the movie's not bad. Yeah. Well, I it's don't not, know. Yeah, it's a. It's not it called a cult classic. It, it's probably I don't know because it. I think it did well at the box office. Yeah. It's just for if, me, like I don't know. It the first half of the movie, I'm so just so over it. Yeah, like the minute that they meet the Native American, that the point switches, on yeah. the movie switches, and I'm like, oh, I'm with it. Yeah, but it's still just sort of like I don't know. It, my love for Oliver Stone films. Has not extended this one. <laughs> well, not just that, but like I loved his movies growing up, but every time I go back and rewatch one, it my love decreases mm. and decreases and decreases. Like the, the doors, I can't watch the doors at all. Yeah, because it's just like oh, that none of that is true. Yeah, but anyway, my, this pick is "Burn" by Nine Inch Nails from Natural Born Killers. So yeah, and it's, it's a great song, yeah. and also. It was in the movie <coughs> at some point. It was, yes. And then Stone pulled it out for the the, the director's cut. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, it's still on the soundtrack, though. It's still so. on the soundtrack. Reznor produced the soundtrack. It's yep. kind of a weird soundtrack. It's sort of done in the style of the movie where everything kind of... Yeah. Like, almost like... What, what do they call it when they put two songs together? Like mashups? Like a mashup. Kind of, it's yeah. almost like a mashup before mashups before a thing. Before a thing. Yeah. yeah. 
And yeah, Burn's just a great song too. So yep. and just loud and in your face. And it's what the movie is. It's kind of in your face, but yeah. Again, it's weird I don't know. that the movie that be- the song that best exemplifies the movie gets cut. Yeah, it's just weird decision yeah. making. You know, I heard Oliver Stone had to choose between no, <laughs> Natural Born Killers or a shitty sequel to another movie, Wall Street. Mm, I don't think it was about the same time, but that's a bad sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, my last pick, I'm going to go with another superhero flick from the 90s because maybe this is, was this 2000s? It might have been 2000s. Which one is it? The uh, I think it was like two early 2000s, yeah, like 2003 or something. Yeah. Um, but I'm going with the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Horrible movie. Yeah. Oh, man. Such a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. One of the rare insta- instances where the director's cut is marginally better. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> and Coolio's in it. <laughs> oh, well, okay. That, that, yeah, that takes it up marginally better. But uh, this song became a huge hit after this. The actual the song was on this uh, band's album, but the song came out like at the end of the year, like December is when they released their album. But mm-hmm. the soundtrack for the movie came out, you know, whatever it was, spring or early summer. Um, so I'm going with My Immortal by Evanescence. Um, actually, the uh, they had a couple songs in that soundtrack that were pretty good. The Drowning Pool, Rob Zombie, Ron. That was uh, a good one. Too. That was good, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff on that, just not in the movie itself. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's really, really bad. So to recap, here's where our picks are. You went with Baby It's You by Smith for Death Proof. In Time by Mark Colley for The Punisher and Burn by Nine Inch Nails for Natural Born Killers. I went with Uninvited by Alanis Morissette from City of Angels. Kiss from a Rose by Seal from Batman Forever. My Immortal by Evanescence for Daredevil. Now, I did throw you off because I had a different movie earlier on. Yeah. Um, you had a couple there are a lot of ones. What are, yeah. So, what are some of your uh, honorable mentions there? Do you have any of those? Um, yeah. Um, the Crab Louse by Lords of Acid mm-hmm. for uh, Sucker Punch mm-hmm. was a good one. And Terrible movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a really bad movie. It's a good song. Um, gee. The Mortal Kombat song by the Immortals. It was funny because like I yeah. saw that you put that was down. It te- techno syndrome or something's actual you, name of the song. Yeah, yeah. you know um, the song. You, you all know the song. We all know the song. Mortal Kombat. So, like, you'd yeah. written that down. Then I came back later and I saw it My gone. Immortal. Yeah, <laughs> you changed the the Mortals. Yeah, to that's true. I did change that on there. That's funny. <laughs> but, in that same spot. Yeah. And I know the guy. One of the guys that's in that the the Mortals because um, he's in Lords of Acid and I got mm. to meet him yeah. when I saw them and. Uh, St. Louis a few years ago. Cool. So, any um, others? Goodness, what else? I've got a few. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I did have in one of my spots earlier uh, from the Crow City of Angels, which, like you said, is probably the best of the sequels, but a really bad movie. Yeah. Um, I picked. There's a lot of actually good songs on that soundtrack, but the one for whatever reason that I dug the most, and I think maybe it's because it is so dramatically different from the original. Uh, was the cover of Gold Dust Woman that Hole did. I'm not a big yeah. Hole fan, right. but they really did a good job with that song, and yeah. much better than the movie that was in. <laughs> uh, Queen did a lot of movie songs, movie soundtracks yeah, in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can go with just about anything from the Flash Gordon soundtrack. Yeah, that's Not that those movie. songs are fantastic, but they're better than the movie, yeah, <laughs> which is are. really not good. Flash! And, yeah. Ah. <laughs> And I really like, and it's not, it's more of a cult classic, I guess. It's not a great movie. It's, you could argue if it's even a good movie. Um, but I dig Highlander from like 86 or whatever. And they yeah. have a bunch of songs in there, like uh, Who Wants to Live Forever was in there. That was a fantastic song. Right. Not the best movie. Um, and then Curtis Killingsworth, everybody, Curtis, who's not with us today, he says 
uh, we have to mention Another Way to Die. That is the Jack White and Alicia Keys uh, composition from the movie Quantum of Solace. I love which you, is Curtis. a James Bond film. I love you, Curtis. Not a great film. <laughs> it's not a great not film. A great, not a great song? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> is it better than the film? <laughs> I'm not sure which one's better. <laughs> no but fans, if we're man. opening up the 007 soundtracks, you've yeah. got to mention A View to a Kill by Duran Duran. Right. That movie's god-awful. But it was actually, it's weird. I've got the soft spot for it because it's like one of the first James Bond films I watched because it was on HBO or whatever all the time in right. the early 80s. Not a good movie, but I kind of dig it because it's that nostalgia thing. Song so much better. The song right. is like number one. The movie not. What was that? The Cheryl Crow song. Uh, oh, uh, for yes, tomorrow uh, never tomorrow. dies. That's a great song. That's a great song. That's not I, a good movie. No, <laughs> I mean it's not the worst. Yeah, but it's great. That's a good no, the song's great. The uh, I think License to Kill, as cheesy as Gladys Knight's mm. song is, I marginally better than a movie. I don't know. That one's a hard one for yeah, me. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what else because most of them, most of the songs are as good as I mean, they're from the movies like. Like Golden Eye is a great song. It's a good movie. Yeah, uh, Live and Let Die. Yeah, uh, I think that one might actually be better than a movie. You think so? I think so. That one's yeah. had more staying power than the movie itself. Yeah, I think. that's. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. All right. I might add that to the list too. I'm writing these down because what we're gonna do is I finish writing that so I can think and talk at the same time. All right. Well, what we're gonna do is we are building our August what we're calling our mixtape. It's Spotify playlist. So we've got our six picks: three from you, three from me. We're gonna add our honorable mentions. And this is going to be an organic thing. It's going to continue to grow. We want to know what you think are some of the songs that are way better than the movies that they're in. What you can do is you can hit us up either on social media. Search for, follow us, find us at PGTC Podcast. That's going to be this week's pop quiz, so it's going to be pinned right to the top of those pages. Right. Whether you're looking at X or Facebook, whatever. Go there. You can reply with this song, this movie, blah, 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 whatever. Or you can hit us up on the hotline. You can call us or text us again at 417-986-7842. As your responses come in, we'll just continue to add them to this thing. So if you're like, oh, I want to be a part. I, I, if you're listening to this and every time we do one of these mixtapes, you're like, man, they totally forgot this song, this song, this song. <laughs> this is your chance to make sure we don't forget anything by sending us your suggestions. And we will add them as this goes on to that playlist. So. Playlist could be, you know, what do we got here? Probably twenty songs. It could be hundred and twenty. Yeah. If you guys some, just throw some more of the songs ones we've us. done have been pretty close to that. Absolutely. <laughs> we've we've had some that have gone even over two hundred, I think, right. at one point. So <laughs> yeah, we're not afraid to make a long playlist. So hit us up. We will add those. And then we will have a link to the playlist in the episode description here. So you can find the playlist, you can see what's there, you can hit us up, let us know what we should add, and we will continue to add to that. Coming up this week. In entertainment and pop culture, this Friday, August the 11th, Last Voyage of the Demeter is in theaters. This is the film that's based on like a two-paragraph part section of the book, Dracula. Oh, okay. This is where, yeah, where they bring Dracula to England. So this is after, you know, the whole, the, the beginning sequence where he's stuck in Dracula's castle. Yeah. Before he gets to go back to England and warn everybody, he this is where Dracula's coffin and some soil are shipped across the sea to England. The ship is the Demeter. This is a hour and a half, two hour, whatever movie about oh. those two paragraphs. <laughs> oh, I remember it in the movie too. Yeah, briefly. Yeah, where they yeah they, the it's ship shows up and it's there. everybody's dead. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're going long form <laughs> with that. Was that? 
was that what Spielberg was trying to do with The Lost World where the ship showed up and everyone's just dead and there's no explanation? I think that's what he was going for. I don't think he stuck the landing on <laughs> at all. But so I'm still sort of confused by that. Yeah. Well, we'll find out if this one does any better. Um, the the character design, it looks like they're leaning hard into the uh, Netflix series Midnight Mass. That's what they're going with for their Dracula. He looks like a, a bat, oh, a hairless okay. a hairless human-sized bat. Yeah. Well, that sounds Don't fun. know if that's going to knock off Barbie. No, <laughs> this no week. I don't think so. Uh, we have got also Fan Expo Chicago kicks off on Friday, runs through Sunday, and Houston Horror Film Festival kicks off and runs through Sunday as well. Oh, that sounds fun. Next Monday, the 14th, Solar Opposites Season 4 premieres on Hulu. They have Dan Stevens replacing Justin Roiland in this one. That's interesting. I like Dan Stevens. I, I do don't too. know how well he's going to... They must just be like, we're just going. You just go do you. Don't worry about trying to imitate him. Right. Which I saw a trailer where it's just like, oh, okay, well, that's that's him now. Yeah. All right. We'll go with it. I like Dan Stevens. He's a good guy. Uh, Tuesday, August the 15th, is National Relaxation Day. So we're not going to do a podcast that day. We don't <laughs> normally anyway, but are you okay? Did I make you yawn yeah, say well, National Relaxation, relaxation day? But it's like, oh, it's a Tuesday. I have to work. <laughs> Got to get there. Yeah. Next Wednesday, of course, new comic book day at your local comic book shop. And next Thursday, August the 17th, is Black Cat Appreciation Day. Oh, so okay. they're going the Disney approach. They're dropping Black Cat Appreciation Day in <laughs> August, as opposed to you yeah. know end of September, early October, when it would make the most sense. Right? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and but, we are passing the baton back to our other hosts. They'll be recording another new episode. The pop goes the pod. Pop, try that again. I'm tired too. Pop goes the culture podcast. You got me yawning now. Sorry. Pop goes the culture podcast on next Thursday. Look for that next Friday in the podcast player of your choice. Did you have something you want to say with the uh, black cat thing? No, no. Okay. I thought you did. I just thought it was weird. It is weird. Yeah. Whatever. Black Cat Day not going to be on Disney Plus in no. time for Halloween, like Haunted Mansion likely will be. <laughs> That's still weird to me. You can check all that out and more anytime over at popgoestheculture.com. We have a full calendar of everything coming up at the bottom of the site. Just scroll down on that homepage. You'll see everything coming up. That's all I've got. You got anything else before we get out of here today? Um, yeah. Um, this weekend, what is today's date? Today's, today's the 11th. 11th. Yeah, we've got kind of a double thing going on at the Blue Room, sort of. Uh, Tim Meadows, sponsored by the Blue Room, will be playing at the Springfield Little Theater this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, and then we have Hannibal Burris at mm -hmm. the actual Blue Room this week. So Hannibal Burris is fun. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be cool. Uh, are you going to either of those? Are you I'll I'll, to... I'll be working the Hannibal oh, stuff. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and then Tim Meadows is coming back. He's gonna be gonna be back in town like later in the fall, isn't he? Or am I completely misremembering that? You might be. I may be. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to double check. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, all right, cool. So check that out. Uh, one last check in with our lucky charms before we go. Yeah, let me get the camera ready. Yeah, just just as a before and after. <laughs> yeah, before and after. It looks the same. I mean, it'll look a little different because I did like try to agitate it to see if maybe mixing the stuff would cause it to happen, but no. It looks exactly the same. The milk's different color now. Maybe that's what they're talking about. It no, reveals... that's not what they're talking about at all. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Well, no. it says right there on the box, hidden dragon reveals in milk. I so didn't... we have milk. It's been setting for eh, roughly an hour now. There's no dragon. At least 45 minutes. I don't know what that's supposed to be. If that's supposed to be a dragon, it sure as hell isn't. It looks like the way it did when it, we put it in. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. I don't care if it turned into something that you're like, well, that doesn't really look like a dragon. That one looks like a turd. <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what as uh, a purple horseshoe, dude. That's not that is. Oh, okay. <laughs> not bad. the purple log. It's the purple horseshoe. All right. So yeah, um, if you like Lucky Charms, sure, it's a novelty thing, but don't 
don't expect the food technology, quote unquote, that they sold us on. We've been had to do any damn thing for this. <laughs> we should sue them. In Ooh. today's age, we could. I want my I want my four bucks back, <laughs> <laughs> and pain and suffering of three million dollars. Exactly, I mean, and my court fees paid. My coffee was too hot at McDonald's. I'm gonna get a couple million. There you go. <laughs> Just splash that all over your genitalia area. <laughs> Ooh, nah, nah. <laughs> or not? It's not worth the money. Not worth. Is the it? Is it not? I don't know. Mm, there's the question. There's the the moral question of the week. The is dilemma a bu- is a ton of is millions of dollars worth a lifetime of pain. A scalded <laughs> scalded crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of scalded crotch. <laughs> They'll be thinking about the, the the STDs. It's like, look, it's fine. It's just you know, coffee accident. It it's, it looks <laughs> that way for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck explaining that. One. <laughs> uh, as you're on your yacht, I guess you can explain it however you want well, yeah. to, right? <laughs> well, yeah. And in that moment, it's like, yeah, I was hiking in the mountains, and Mount St. Helens blue, and yeah, it kind of got on me. I don't know. I was saving a small child in Yellowstone and I happened to fall in the hot springs but I saved the kid but somehow just my crotch got scalded I don't know figure that one out it was a one in a million chance the doctor said yeah (laughs) what were you doing with your pants off (laughs) humping a hot spring in in Yellowstone I mean I saved the kid (laughs) look I was saving children yeah exactly it was sound of freedom here grab on grab hold this Yes, that was not the sound of freedom. That was the sound of crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, thanks, everybody, for being here this week. Thanks, everybody, who participated and is going to participate by sending us your suggestions in the pop quiz as well. We'll catch you back here next week for another brand-new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. Until then, be safe, be healthy, be happy. We'll talk to you later. See you, Frosty. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.